Good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode. This is John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville, Florida. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. It's been a pleasure. You guys supported me. I love the, the support and I appreciate it. That being said, we're going to transition to African leadership. There have been a report that come out out of Cameroon. Like I've been telling you guys, African leadership is really bad. It's really, really terrible. Now, there's three parts to that. Uh, first is religion. That's number one. Number two is colonization. And number three is disillibilization, uh, 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 primarily through embargoes and those internet IMF, those IMF loan that uh, they give those African leaders. Um, when they default on those loans, you guys know, you guys know that, or those of us who study on politics, geopolitics, are very aware of that. Um, there's a lot of way of undermining those leaders. Now, African leadership, 95% of it sucks. 95%, I'll say. Now, granted, there are three countries I'm going to mention. You can agree or disagree. They're the ones that have stuff. Uh, they're more stable. Those governments are more stable. Number one is Ethiopia. Number two is Kenya. Number three is Ghana. Those three um, African countries are more stable. Um, like I said, I say I'll pick um, Ethiopia over uh, those two any day. They have a stable government. Their leadership is pretty stable. Now we know China is well invested in Africa. We're already aware of that. Um, they've been in Africa for the past 20 years now. You know, building um, highways and roads and stadium and so on and so forth. Now there was a report come out of Cameroon. Um, Cameroon is a French colony. Um, the country was divided by the British and the French. So most of the countries speak French. The other part speak um, English. Now, there have been a um, company. The, 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 the president of that, of that country, his name is Paul Bia. Paul Bia has been in power since 1982. That's over 30 years, my friend. Almost 40 years now he's been in power. Uh, since he's been in power, the 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 the, big, the country has been in shambles. Primarily, COVID operation to the CIA and of uh, the French government and the English government undermine his undermine our countries. Now, he's the leader of that country, uh, Paul Bia. But he, what they were saying, there was a, a report that came out of. I was watching the thing at the advice um, show. The advice show, those of you who watch YouTube, is a brother out of Houston. Um, he he has a very smart brother, but the only thing me and him disagree on is this whole pan-African ideology. I think that's the only thing me and him disagree on. Um, everything else, I agree with him and everything he speak about on that show. But except the pan-Africanist ideology. That being said, that brother, he bought the, the he was talking about the, the African country, how they use their lavish lifestyle. They use the, the they use the country's money to live to live lavish, you know, buy Rolls Royce, buy nice clothes and live in, you know, in a five star hotel, buy nice flats in London and in, in France and Dubai. Meanwhile, the country are suffering. Now I'm talking to all the African leaders. And I'm not African, by the way. Those African leaders, I'm not saying all, let me repeat now, I'm not saying all African leaders are bad. Don't say John said it. I didn't say that. 
You have to listen carefully to what I'm saying. 95% African leadership is sucks. It is in shambles. It's no good. Okay? Primarily European, those European powers, France, England, Portugal, Belgium, they, America included, they all in Africa invest, well invested to, to steal the, those natural resources from those, those countries. And then consequently, they undermine those leadership, especially a leader that's for the people. Any leaders that's for the people, what they do, they undermine, they overthrow the, the leadership and take all, uh, they kill the leaders and steal the resources. And now the people go to for. That's why you have this byproduct where you have millions upon millions of Africans migrating to North Africa, uh, to the so-called Middle East and into Asia, Asia Minor, into Europe. And they're suffering. They are dying by the hundreds of thousands every year. Some might say every month you have hundreds of thousands of Africans dying. You see what happened to the Mediterranean Sea when the boat of Africans, they, they drowned to death. Now, did, did they go and rescue them? No, they didn't. They let them die right there. So that being said, it, it, is, a, it is an imperative that we have good leadership in those African countries. And a lot of those Africans, some of them, they're very smart. A lot of them are buffoon, to say the least. But those of you who are smart, who study in Harvard and Oxford and Yale University, who study geopolitics, who study engineering, biology, I'm talking to you primarily. You need to go back to your country and use that knowledge and to elevate your people. I know some of you guys are already doing it. You can get, you can excuse yourself if you're already doing it. You're on the, you're on the ground level and doing it in your particular country, whether it's West Africa, South Africa, Central Africa, or North Africa. If you're doing it in your particular country, your, your, where you're from, you you can excuse yourself from this. But those of you guys who are not doing it, who live in America, England, uh, London, who live in France, Paris, Paris, France, who live in Belgium, who live in in Switzerland. Who live throughout the, the, the Europe nations? I'm referring to you. You have those expertise. You need to return to your homeland and elevate your people. Don't be bored out. A lot of you guys are being bored out because you guys suck. You have no cojones. You have no balls. You have no integrity. You have no 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 class. You are being bored out because you think a voice boy in a Omani suit it, 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 it defines you. You cannot let brands define you, my friend. Brands are what they are. They are brands. If you have integrity and dignity, a freaking brand should not define. A Wars War, a Bentley, a Cartier watch, a Rolex watch should not be defining you, should not define you as a person or as a leader. If you let those things define you as a leader, my friend, you are delusional. You you have no integrity. You have no, no cojones, no balls. Those African leaders I'm talking to primarily, mostly the church pastors too, they're part in that leadership. They fall into that leadership. Mostly those West African pastors, they are suck ass bad. They suck really bad. Because a lot of those church pastors, they, they live like uh, prime ministers in those particular countries. And you know who I'm talking to. Aereo Depot, Afro Lukawa in South Africa. Now, I got nothing against that brother. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't hate him. I'm not en envious of him. I'm not, I don't care about what he have. I don't care about his position. Those things are materialist. Those are vanities. I don't care about his, his uh, possessions. Don't think I'm hating on the brother because he have a nice suit. He have a nice watch, a nice car. 
those are pettiness. I don't I don't hate on people because they have nice things. Those of you who are small-minded, you are confused. You 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 so petty. You, because a person wear red bottom shoes for the woman, I'm I'm referring to or Louis Vuitton bag for the men. If the guy drive a Bentley or Mercedes Benz, you think he's better than you? No, he's not. He's not better than you. All those things shall pass. Those are vanity. Ecclesiastic told you about that. Those are vanity. Anything under the sun besides God is vanity, okay? So that being said, let's focus on the topic at hand. Those African leaders, a lot of them spend millions. They have streets bank account. You know who you are. You have streets bank account, so you won't pay no taxes. When they froze your account, and they, those European countries, they took that money from you. Guess who suffer? Your country suffer, and the people from your country, they suffer that's why a lot of those people are, are live by the drone. They live in Africa by millions, okay? They're going to America. They're coming to the Caribbean islands. They're going to Europe, primarily Europe and North Africa. You see how they treat them in Dubai. And um, there was a report come out of Nigeria where a whole bunch of Nigeria, uh, they would treat them like slaves. There was some Ethiopian conflict in um, Saudi Arabia. Those Saudi Arabian, they are racist as hell. They treat you guys like dogs, like shit. Pretty much like shit. Excuse my French. But you guys go over there to work. Okay? You leave your country and go there to work to Saudi Arabia, Dubai, Qatar. They don't like you. Those Arabs, they are racist as hell. I'm not saying all Arabic. Arabs is, Arabic is a language, first and foremost. Those Ishmael. Ishmael, you know who you are. You treat our people bad over there. Those Africans, you treat them really bad. I'm not talking about the rich African. Those rich African, they, they get the first, they, they get first class everything. But I'm talking about the regular African that goes there to work or to study. You mistreat them really bad, and that's how you treat them in Europe too. Europe, they treat them really bad in Europe. Whether it's France, England, Switzerland, Belgium, Italy, they treat those Africans really bad. Spain. All those countries I just mentioned, they treat African people really bad. And those are African who reside in those countries know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. This is not CNN. This is not BBC. This is my podcast. I monitor, I monetize everything on this podcast. You're not going to like everything I said. You may agree or disagree. That's fine. I'm cool with that. But you cannot deny what I'm saying. African leadership, I repeat, African leadership suck ass. It suck bad. It's real. It's in shambles. It's bad. It's bad for those countries. And we need to kill those, we need to kill those leaders. If me, I have this thing. If you cannot lead the people the proper way, either you step down or you get beheaded. That's my take on that. You know, you might say, oh, that's too, that's too brutal, John. No, that's how you got to deal with people. If they're not going to lead the people the right way, they're not going to be transparent. They're going to be stealing money from the national bank. They're going to use that money to enrich themselves, enrich their family, their friends. But meanwhile, the people are dying by the millions from AIDS, from uh, malnutrition, for all those things. People are dying over there. Okay, they're dying on those countries. Nigeria is another country that come to mind. South Africa is another one. They're fighting for land in South Africa. But you see this pastor called Aflukawa talking about he's doing miracles. Negro, please, what miracles are you doing? Why don't you do a miracle so the Africans can release the land to those African um, South Africans over there? If you do that miracle, man, 
I'll go, I'll take a flight over there to South Africa myself. Okay? If you do that miracle. Because, you know, those pastors, they're all full of shit. Okay? They talk about this prosperity gospel. Meanwhile, you go to those African countries, the people are poor. They barely can live, they, they, they're living one dollar a month or one dollar, less than a dollar a day they're living on. They're living in, in, in poorest, poorest poverty, abstract poverty. Okay, they can barely eat. They have barely. They have no shoes to wear. Some of them wear barefoot to go to church. Meanwhile, they wear barefoot to go to church, and then they have to give their their, their hard earning money to the pastor. Meanwhile, the pastor driving nice cars, wearing nice clothing. His wife wearing nice clothing. He live in a mansion, and the people are suffering. They're suffering from bad leadership. They're suffering from AIDS and diseases. They're malnutrition. They they're not eating right. You can tell the people are suffering over there. You know, you see it throughout the country. I'm not saying all countries in Africa are like that. Let me be clear on that. I don't like to generalize things. I'm just saying, when I when you look at the African leadership, 95% of it, I only live 5%, but 95% of it is in shambles, is shit, okay? And those of you who study geopolitics and those of you who reside in Africa and those of you who travel to Africa on a monthly basis, on a yearly basis, are aware of that. Whether you're a journalist, whether you're a politician or a pastor who travel to Africa on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis, some of you guys, you know what I'm talking about. I don't care what African country you go to, you're going to find what I'm saying is true. There's no leadership in Africa. Yeah, you can say that colonization is the you know is, is a byproduct of that. You know, is is you know religion is number one. You said religion, colonization, and those covert operations that's in Africa that's trying to undermine those African leadership. You know, IMF. You know, those 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 are the forces in Africa to undermine African real real African leadership. Like the the guy in Ghana, I forgot his name. Um, I don't recall his name, the president, the new president of Ghana. He said, why would those African, those smart African who have the expertise and know-how, you leave them, they leave the country to go study overseas. Why would you leave your country to go study overseas? Because that means your leadership in your country suck. And when you acquire those uh, education, you have to come back to your homeland and you know you have to come back and bring that expertise to that particular village to that particular city you're from so that people can prosper a lot of you guys are self-centered primarily nigerian you guys are so not all of you guys let me be clear not all of you guys but most of you guys are self-centered you think you got your phd your doctorate your mba and you look down on your fellow brothers and your sisters you look down and then meanwhile, your people are suffering. And you live in nice flats in London. You live in nice flats in, in Paris and in, in Belgium and Switzerland. And you think you're doing good. No, you're not doing good. You're a buffoon. You're failing your people. What's good that mean that you live in lavish and your people are suffering? Like, the, like that, 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 that president over there in, in um, Cameroon. From where uh, Paul... The, the president of Paul Beyer, man. Paul Beyer, you know who you are. He's been in power since 1982. His daughter lives in Be- Beverly Hills. Okay, I, I cannot blame the daughter because she's a young child. She's a college student at that. So I cannot take that blame. I cannot put that blame on, on her. 
You know, he he ran a house in Beverly Hills. She spent about twenty eight thousand a month. He spent about three hundred grand a year for her to stay in that house. And guess what? She don't even take the regular Uber. She she rent a, a, a Mercedes Benz, according to reports. You guys can go check it out yourself. Those of you who came from another country, uh, but those of you from Cameroon may may be aware of that already. So if you're Cameroonian, you're already aware of that. Paul B, a daughter, and living in Los Angeles, California, America. She spent. She used a Mercedes G wagon. You, you know how much that those car, those those truck costs. They're about ninety thousand. Okay, ninety thousand dollars. Okay, the cheapest one is about eighty thousand dollars. So she rent a, a, a Mercedes G wagon to take her to, to take her out with her friends to go party and have a good time. Meanwhile, people in Cameroon are suffering. That's what you call bad leadership. That three hundred thousand dollars he he invests to his daughter. He could have used that money, invested in school and other stuff and on building the roads over there. There's a lot of things he can use that money for. That just shows you he's not the only one that does that. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on and on. He's in Dhaka. You have a lot of those presidents in Senegal. He had some uh, money he was using it and for his own family. In the Congo, the, that president there... He was using the money for himself and enrich himself and travel all over the world and live a lavish lifestyle. Meanwhile, as he lived a lavish lifestyle, people in his country can barely eat, can barely survive. They are migrating to other countries. You see what happened in Nigeria. You see what happened in, uh, in uh, Congo. You see what happened in Zimbabwe. All those countries I just mentioned. In South Africa, you see what's going on over there. Even though they have the election this year. Their leadership in South Africa suck too. They had bad leadership over there. The Chinese are over there. The East Indian, they were, they're over there. Okay? And meanwhile, you know, the Africans, now they have the Mossad, the, the, the um, Israeli um, um, Secret Service training those African farmers to fight against the, the native. That's bad. You cannot have the Mossad there. That's just showing you bad leadership. How you got the Israeli Mossad Secret Service in your country? Running deals behind you in your nose. You cannot do nothing. Me under my watch, that will not happen. I will not let no outside uh, secret service into my country without me knowing it. If I don't know it, I will find out. Whoever that let them in, he will be he or she will be killed. I'm not gonna play a game with you. The the Mossad they over there and undermine your leadership. Try to train the Africans to keep the land when they know the land was stolen. By the forefathers, they stole the land from pilgrimage by killing millions of Africans, and they steal that land. Okay, they're stealing by force. They didn't. We didn't give. They didn't give the South Africans. They didn't give them the land. They stole the land. See that what's what's the name of that leader? I forgot his name. So whoever listened to this podcast, who, uh, I like that brother. He speaks from his heart. Whether you agree or disagree with him, he got balls. He got cojones. He stood his ground. He have integrity. That brother is a real leader. He don't fall for the tricks. He don't fall for the European nonsense. He knows that these people stole the land. Those Africans, they come there and stole the land. Those Dutches. If you're a Dutch, I'm talking to you. You're going to listen to this podcast. You're a Dutch descendant. I'm talking to you. It's time to let the land go to those South Africans. We turn back the land to them. Now, if you don't turn it willingly, we're going to take it by force. You know, and Pastor Afukawa, 
you are a spiritual guy and you are a man of God. You say you do miracles. I want to see you do miracles for South Africa. If you can do miracles for South Africa and let them get the land back from your miracles, since you're a miracle maker, I don't believe it, but that's what you've been preaching on YouTube all day, every day. You have the South African people giving you all this, their money. You say you have miracles. I want to see that miracle happen, brother. If you make it that happen, I'll fly to South Africa my damn self and go see it myself. So that being said, uh, this is what I got to say about this. And you know, you guys know that South Africa right now is in transition. And I know that we got, they have plenty of resources there to sustain those countries. And no, there's no Africans have no need to be coming, leaving your country, go to other country. Leaving your wife behind, your children behind, you know, your husband behind, your whole family, your brother, your mother, your father, your cousins. You're leaving your whole country behind to go to another country you barely know. And when you get there, they treat you like animals. Whether you go to Dubai, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, or, you know, you go to Egypt, which is in Africa, in Morocco. They don't treat you good in Morocco. That's North Africa. They don't treat you good over there. I've seen the videos. They do not treat you guys, whether you're Muslim or Christian, it doesn't matter. They're not, now, if you're from America, they might treat you better. But if you're from Africa, they don't treat you not, unless you're a diplomat. But if you're not a diplomat, you're a regular African that go there. Trust me, they treat you like shit. So that being said, you guys gotta, you know, gotta demand more. I know some of you guys African are demanding more, but you need to demand more for your from your leaders because your leaders they need you need to pressure them. They can't be bought out. Your leaders for your country cannot be bought out. Any country in Africa, your leaders are being bought out. You have to, you know, you have to get rid of them by any means necessary. You need to get rid of that leader. That's all I got to say about African leadership. If you have any questions you wanted to elaborate, call this podcast. I'm willing to listen to you from your perspective. This is my perspective. You guys have a great day. One love. Take care.